As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We did decide to have a kid during COVID. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I'm your host and also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I'm very excited to be doing a follow-up episode today with our guest, Minnie. Hi, Minnie. Hello. So you were, um, your original episode aired, gosh, let's see, back September 4th in 2020, episode 93, when we were in the thick of the pandemic. And so you have an update or some updates. So why don't you give our listeners kind of a summary of where you were when we talked last and where you are today? Yeah, thanks, Barbara. So yeah, the the title of the episode was, Should We Have a Kid During COVID? (laughs) And I listened back and it was fun, like, oh yeah, we were still trying to decide what to do. (laughs) Um, And I'm really thankful we talked then, um, because we did decide to have a kid during COVID. And the um, things we talked about in your advice is super helpful. So yeah, um, uh, I... Um, let's see, what am I? I'm married. <laughs> I live in Minnesota. Um, both my my husband and I both work um, at full-time jobs. I know we went through a lot of the details in our first episode. And we were kind of looking at, and we have one child already. She's four now. Um, so we we're kind of looking at, do we want to expand our family? And it's COVID. And what do we do? Um, not just health-wise and those things, but even financial health-wise. Um, so I know last time we talked about some great ideas about kind of giving yourself the, the financial buffer, um, especially yeah. with all the unknowns, not just with COVID, but especially with COVID and other stuff. So, um, yeah, I remember um, at, during that episode, you said, you know, you, you probably could save another $20,000 um, in this next year. And that was nine months ago. And we beat that. You did? <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. How much did you save? I think we're probably in terms of cash. I think we're at another twenty-one thousand. I think is where we're at right now. Um, oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, and so I think it was helpful. And what's funny, you know, we with obviously things loosening up a little bit, we've done some things that you know we weren't doing last year. My husband did travel to see his family because they were all vaccinated. And he was vaccinated, and so we haven't been like totally buckled down to save every penny. <laughs> I feel like we've still been um, kind of living life as it is doable under the current circumstances and trying to enjoy things. Um, we're going to go to a little, on a little mini vacation, a little 
last hurrah as a family of three this weekend. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Where are you going? Um, just locally, like only like a couple hours away at a little vacation rental cabin on a lake. So, yeah. So I think I felt, I didn't feel like, you know, I think that we definitely are always cautious about our money and our budget and things, but um, I didn't I know, feel sometimes like. I feel like maybe more my sister tells me this, Natasha. But she's like, people have to live their lives too, Barb. And like, no, but I really want to make sure they all retire. Yes. And we did. You know, I think we talked about in the, the first episode, you know, we've, we're, we've been saving pretty aggressively for retirement, you know, putting 15 to 20% away. And we've continued to do those things. So it hasn't, you know, we haven't kind of sacrificed those other goals um, in this effort. But yeah, I was kind of surprised that when I did the math, I was like, oh, <laughs> we actually have we actually have met that that kind of target um without kind of nickel and diming granted sometimes that you need to nickel and dime (laughs) don't get me wrong a budget is important um but yeah and I think it's for us now um other kind of updates since then so we are we are due with um another kiddo this in July um so that is yeah so so won't be too far (laughs) that is so soon Yep. Um, especially uh, for anyone who's been pregnant the last like month or two, you definitely start to realize like, oh, this baby will be here soon. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we isn't, the uh, second, isn't the second baby more likely to come early or is that not true? I don't know. I think it, I think it, like statistically, I don't think there's actually much. I don't think they, I don't think that's actually true statistically. I think there are certain indicator indicators, but I know some people who've like, oh, my first baby was super late and the second one was late too or vice versa so I don't know I if I'm not a betting person at all but if I was I think I probably bet on being late just because it's summertime <laughs> like I feel like when it's hot out pregnant women usually I feel like I don't want to say suffer but you kind of end up dealing with longer pregnancy it, it seems uncomfortable and so for our listeners you were basically like 30 days away yeah, about six weeks based on, yeah, yeah. Well, although, yeah, if they became early, yeah, potentially or, or less. So, yeah, sometime, figure sometime in July. So six to eight weeks out, maybe. <laughs> so Okay, so based on we had talked, we weren't sure if you're going to have another kid. So definitely having another kid. kid kiddo's coming. Yep, yep. And we did we did find a daycare spot. Um, okay. We're still... Yeah, so that was one of the other kind of concerns that we had. And, and we're still kind of trying to figure out. It was funny because with COVID, I've been teleworking um, and we found a spot um, really close to my office. But then it's like, oh, when I go back to work, am I going to be at the office? Yeah, yeah right versus <laughs> so, working from home. Yeah, so it's it's we're still figuring some of those things out. But um, and then also we did. I also I listened back and we talked about kind of some of the challenges with COVID and we did end up having some daycare closures from COVID (laughs) this last year um so thankfully hopefully this by the time this second kiddo will be in daycare hopefully most kiddos even will be vaccinated but yeah it's I was thankful that um well number one we were very very fortunate that I work for an employer that had COVID leave um and those kind of options um we we never got sick but we did lose care a couple of times so hopefully hopefully less of that in the future <laughs> yeah hopefully never another pandemic this was this is insane yeah i would i would be i'd be uh on board i'd vote for that one <laughs> <laughs> no more pandemics <laughs> i think most people would 
And I think a couple other things that have been kind of, um, in addition to what, you know, we talk, kind of saving more, having more buffer, you know, going from, I think we had about 38000 in cash, not counting our CD and stuff. Um, last go round, and we're, about, we're almost at 60000 So I think it's about almost $22,000 um, that we saved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we also bought a car, although we didn't, <laughs> originally we thought we would use some of that money to um, buy a new vehicle. And we did decide in the early part of this year to get a new vehicle. Um, but we, we had planned on getting, um, we knew kind of what we wanted. And they had a 0% financing, which oh, we don't like financing anything. <laughs> but it was one of those things that's like, you know, even our, our paltry, like, interest rate in the bank <laughs> is more than, and you know, 0%. Zero. Really hard to turn down. Yeah. And it, so, yeah, it was one of those times. So we, so we did get a different vehicle, but we didn't. Yeah. So we have a, we have a nice monthly payment, which of course just, you know, we have the money in the bank for, we could have bought the car outright. <laughs> but, um, but yes, yeah, so we did, we did make that change. So we feel like we're, yeah. we checked that box. So we have a, a vehicle that can at least in theory fit us all. <laughs> right, yeah. I was just saying with the change in the family dynamic, right. You want to make sure everyone can yeah. get through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, so you finally invested your HSA dollars. Yep, we finally invested our HSA. So that was, you know, we, yeah, it was just one of those things that, and it was funny, I finally did it and my husband was like, well, is it really that big of a deal? And I explained, he goes, oh, why didn't we do this a long time ago? <laughs> I was like, I know, I, th- I thought the same thing. So, well, you, we can only change from today forward, right? <laughs> yes, correct. Better to figure it out now than to figure it out like in 30 years. Yes. Yeah. Especially when it comes to investment. <laughs> yeah. It makes a huge difference. And then how, how are the retirement savings accounts doing? Good. Yeah. I, I, I should have looked up uh, all kind of where our balances are at, but in general, we, you know, we've continued to kind of stay on track with our, um, okay. like I said, 15, I think we're both contributing 15% to our current uh, 401k or 457 um, plans. And then also I put in for our pension to um, working for the state. So we're both um, still, and I kind of st- stay on track with that. I haven't, we haven't increased it just because, because we did want to have cash, yeah, cash um, available with this next kind of stage with the new kid. And and then actually my husband got a really great surprise. Um, I did get my annual adjustment. Um, so my, my wages have gone up a bit um, with my step increase. But then my husband also, I we don't know who it was. <laughs> There's somebody out there that we have to thank. <laughs> um but his employer was looking for to fill to kind of hire another person that does his same job, and okay. the person they were recruiting said, "I'd love to come work for you." They lived in a different part of our state, but your wages just don't compete. And so they did like a market adjustment or whatever they call it, where they look at like what is the average Great. salary for this yeah. kind of job. And I don't know if that person will ever come work for his agency, but they actually, they said, yeah, actually it isn't keeping up. And so he got, they like changed the the salary for his position. So he got like a, I think it was like a 7% increase. Wow. It was pretty substantial. Plus he had just gotten a cola. <laughs> so it was something like almost like 10% increase um in his salary which is great especially after last year when um he was furloughed, furloughed partially yeah. furloughed and 
Um, and then obviously adding another kiddo to the family, it was like, well, this is, that was nice, <laughs> a nice little timing. <laughs> so yeah, so for both of us, we, we, we realized we probably need to look at our taxes and stuff again, this next go around, uh, you know, he's yeah, still on track for exactly. the public service loan forgiveness program. Um, and so I'm assuming we probably will keep filing separately, but we've realized that both of us, as we've kind of continued in our careers and some of these increases, it's like, oh, we would be, this is, this is definitely going to impact our tax rate at some point. Yeah. And especially for, for him with that 10% adjustment, it might make sense depending on where he's falling tax wise to maybe bump up the retirement a couple percent to lower the oh, tax yeah. income. Just, just cause it is a, you know, a dollar for dollar reduction with, with the pre-tax contribution. So that might be worth looking at too, depending on where he's falling. Yeah. And we have, we have both been doing kind of half and half pre-tax post-tax, but that's something that I, I had been thinking about too. Yeah. As, um, for those marginal tax rates, what that looks like. That's a good yeah. point. So, yeah. And then you just, I would leave the post-tax alone, but maybe bump up the pre just to yeah. see, you know, cause it's all about what you're netting in the check. So if that bumped him into another bracket and then it'll affect the, it'll probably affect the, the student loan payment because it's income-based. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so maybe look at that pre-tax contribution amount and see if, if you can play with that to make it more advantageous. Yeah, that's a great idea. We definitely will, we'll definitely look at that. And we still, we did still, we kept our CPA. <laughs> another another thing I think we talked about last time was the, the wonderful value of a tax professional. <laughs> but they are so important. Um, I was recording another podcast today with an attorney um, who specializes in elder care. And it's so important to have those professionals who this is all they do day in and day out and can really help make sure you're on the right track in those different areas. Because if you're doing it only one time, or with taxes, you do it every year, but the, you know, every, you know, your life changes, tax law changes, but I think they're worth their weight in gold to help prevent mistakes and problems. For sure. Yeah, I think it's, and it's one of those things I think when, as life gets more complicated and even just during COVID and all the different with the stimulus and different kinds of things, there's just been so many more, even the tax professionals have to kind of work hard to keep up with what's going on. <laughs> so what what are the chances that like the average person is going to be able to fully understand or fully, you know, take advantage of what you know, what the current situation is. Oh my gosh, totally. Unless you like love reading that stuff at night after you're dead. <laughs> I, I can't say that's me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I understand taxes, obviously, but I understand it in relation to mainly, mainly investments and planning. I'm not a tax, you know, I don't do tax filings. I rely on a CPA for tax filings because I don't, it's not my day job. I'm not in it all day. So yeah. I'm not going to be the best yeah. at it. But you bring up also another really good point, which this will be past tense, but you will probably have it all online. We are doing a webinar. Uh, I'm doing a webinar. T- no, I'm doing a webinar in a week. And one of the things we're going to talk about is how important it is to advocate for salary with salary negotiations. And that was really interesting that the person they were interviewing caused for the raise for your husband. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And who would have thought, you know, and I, you know, since I work in state government, once you kind of are in the system, you don't have much wiggle room. 
<laughs> and so I did negotiate originally when I first was hired and I'm very thankful I did. And it definitely paid off because <laughs> um, I did get a salary bump coming to work in my current position. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things that, I mean, I don't know how you would get that to happen, like for, you know, for the average person, how someone else but I'm sure that even that could be something that maybe some some organizations would let you request I suppose I don't know um yeah like it's, a, and that's interesting that they were like this position's like underpaid and then they researched it and they were like oh yeah it is yeah and, and he works for a pretty large organization that's kind of a regional entity so I think probably they pro- they probably realized like we're not competitive yeah, and I suppose also for him, and I also don't know, you know, it's one of those things too, depending on where you are, you know, he's not a union employee, he's an, um, you know, he's a provider, so I think it's probably, they maybe realize for retention and things, they have to do some of those things, but, um, but yeah, it's one of those things I think people tend to forget, or especially women, I think we, we the research shows we are not both we're less likely to ask for more. <laughs> and then and then also, unfortunately, I think um, we tend to be less successful when we do ask. Um, so I know I've, I've definitely looked before because I've worked in roles where I have had the opportunity to kind of ask for a wage increase or things. And um, but yeah, it's one of those things that I think, especially for women in a career, it's really important to think about and see what opportunities there are. Yeah, absolutely. And I had never, I, I've never gone from the, I guess, perspective of looking at it, you know, what, where the wages should be overall, and then bringing it to the attention of somebody. And interestingly enough, it was a person just getting hired, which I think is interesting. But I think that's a great learning lesson, right? That that's something, because the worst thing is they say, we appreciate you bringing us the data, but we're not making a change. Well, yeah. And it was interesting because the, the, at least this organization has a process that they do go through because the person, like the person that was being kind of recruited said like, you don't pay enough. <laughs> but then I don't think they, they didn't do the research. The organization actually did the research and, and then said, you're right. <laughs> And I'm sure, you know, it's also interesting, I'm sure, and this is true probably in many parts of the country right now, but housing costs are going, you know, kind of crazy. Yes. And there's lots of different, I mean, we, we chuckle because we bought our house, you know, almost a little over two and a half years ago. And we thought, oh, we kind of paid top dollar. <laughs> and now it's like, or we didn't. <laughs> or we got a deal. Or, yeah. or it was actually decent. I mean, we'll see what happens in the coming years. I mean, it's always the kind of the question. And we love our house and we live in it, so it works <laughs> uh, either way. But uh, yeah, it's um, it is interesting. I think some of those things, it's kind of like a lot of things. I think we kind of set it, set it, and forget it. You know, like you get your paycheck every month or every yes. two weeks or whatever, and or you pay your your phone bill or those things. And I think sometimes. Sometimes it's like, yeah, you can't make it to like, for me, it's like, unless I switch jobs or something, I don't really have a whole lot of leeway in my, um, cause I have, yeah. yeah, but for some positions that just, you do have some opportunity and especially I think right now when there's kind of really a big push when there's a lot of people, they're looking for people. Um, I think a lot of, it depends on your industry, of course, but I think a lot of, firms are looking for people right now in recruiting and then they're also thinking about retention too. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really interesting, interesting perspective to look at it. Yeah. I haven't heard that one before. 
And then, so how, so how are you, how are you feeling financially with the, with the approach of the new kiddo? Are you feeling positive about everything, comfortable with everything? Yeah, I think overall we are. I think that kind of like we talked about last time, just having that kind of extra buffer. (laughs) Um, So not only for just, you know, taking some unpaid leave and kind of those realities and covering health insurance and stuff, but then, well, then also think hopefully the legislature does their job. in a week. But currently, Minnesota is the only split legislature in the whole country where the House and Senate, one is Democrat, has majority Democrat, one's majority Republican, and they haven't passed a budget bill, which if they don't, but by July 1st, our state shuts down. (laughs) And so I will be on unpaid leave. (laughs) And so when I first was thinking like, oh, man, this is like the worst. I thought, well, you know what, if we don't get a paycheck, like, I mean, this is not ideal situation. but we'll be okay. <laughs> yes, because you have saved up all that cash. Yes, yep. And, um, and also at the same time, we've been on the, the positive. And I also, I think they'll get the job done. I think I think they'll do. And it's, I think, about a week for the, they have their special session. But maybe by the time this is out there, this will all be done. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope, you know, and I, I recognize, like, we're fortunate that not having that paycheck will be fine. We'll get through, but I also have colleagues that that'll be really tough too. <laughs> not to mention people who live in the state of Minnesota not getting the services they need um, on a day-to-day basis. But on the positive side too, I think the other really nice part, not only do we feel kind of more ready for this kiddo to join us, but also we have we were able to um, start to plan a trip to visit my husband's family for a chunk of time next winter. So we found a, a rental. So we're going to spend a month um, in Arizona, uh, and it, you know it's a financial commitment <laughs> for sure <laughs> um, to rent a house down there for a month. But because we had we had we had planned for you know hoping to do some some of these things, it's. The money's there. It's not like, oh, how are we gonna pay, afford this? It's like that's money. This is a priority we have, and we have the funds to do it. <laughs> that's really exciting. I feel like that's a very. I mean, for our listeners, it took a lot of hard work to get to where you are and being diligent. But I feel like once you make those sacrifices and you get to this point where everything's very comfortable financially, it's a nice place to be. Yeah, and I think it just en- enables you. I think, and it's still, I mean, the, the it's like the slippery slope that if we're not careful, I think recently my, we had a few things that we had subscribed to that we were like, do we really need that? <laughs> you know, I think it's still good to kind of pay attention. And I think there's that lifestyle creep and, or kind of well, lifestyle, the lifestyle inflation. <laughs> real and it happens to the best of us. Yes. And I think that for us, knowing that we've got something larger that we're kind of working towards um and not and of course like long-term retirement and those things too but even like this this trip like we recognized because I'll be on leave I have we have an opportunity to do something we wouldn't typically um and so it's it makes it a little bit easier to be like oh I think we can cancel that (laughs) (laughs) you know we'd rather spend that money on you know yeah a day excursion when we're down and visiting family or whatever it is so yeah, and I think, and it also enabled us where we felt like we looked at a bunch of different options, and we ended up finding a rental within a five-minute walk of my in-laws, and it um, has like a heated outdoor pool, which our daughter loves the water, and and it was a little bit more than we originally were thinking we'd want to spend, but it was like, okay, 
let's let's think about this. What do we really care about and what's going to make a great trip for us? And and so we felt good about making kind of pulling the trigger and making that choice because we, number one, had the money there, but also it's like we want to get the, the most of our time. Um, that sounds incredible. And then you don't have to drive to visit and you can, be- <laughs> yeah. I mean, this sound, it sounds very lovely. Yeah. And it's, of course, we'll be going in like December, which Minnesota is, is not necessarily the, the time people come to Minnesota. Tourist time, touristy time. We will have to, we'll have to make sure our, our sidewalk gets snowblown while we're gone, but <laughs> <laughs> the joys of property ownership <laughs> yeah yeah and then also the other challenge was um for all you pet owners out there you know how it is for um you know they're part of the family too but it was that, that was a hard thing too realizing that it really didn't make sense to bring our dog so thankfully between family and um uh, uh, uh someone I know that does kind of pet sitting in her home I think we'll have her covered really well without having to board her but um our, okay. our 70 pound our 70 pound fur baby <laughs> so and same thing it's like you know we feel it'll cost a little bit more to get her in a better position a better spot while we're gone but we also feel good about that um making sure she's taken care of too that's awesome well Minnie, i'm so happy here everything's going so well yeah and i and there are still some things i think like you know, I know last time we talked a bit about 529 accounts and um, kind of uh, the credit card point game and some things that I still feel like are on my list of <laughs> to come <laughs> in the future. But um, I think that uh, I think it's like it, I was I'm very thankful we talked when we did <laughs> because I think you helped get us on track um, where this is, you know, anytime you have a baby, it's a lot. And um, even if it's not your first kid, I think there's a lot to prepare for and do but um we haven't had that as much of a stress about the financial part of it because of the good advice you gave last year well it makes me very happy (laughs) yeah and we'll have to and hopefully uh by next winter when we're sitting outside in the nice well and to us it'll be warm to Arizonans like 60s is like freezing <laughs> you'll be like in your bathing suit in Arizona people will be in like pants and a jacket yes. being like, oh, it's so cold they'll be wearing like winter clothes and we'll be like oh it's so hot <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> yeah which is which I think is the funny it's like the funny part too whenever we have spent time we spent before COVID, we spent we'd go at least every winter for a t- little couple, like a week or two, and and like half the time be like, oh, where are you from? Where are you from? And they'd be like, oh, well, we live here now, but we're from originally from Chicago, or we're from New York, or wherever. And so there's there's a lot of folks who I think have they've they've saved their pennies, I guess, too, right? Yeah, they <laughs> so. have to like have a nice retirement and get out of. I mean, I went to the cold weather with Utah here, but. It is a much more pleasant cold, in my opinion, than the upstate or New York City cold winter. Yeah, well, and access to, that's one of the cool parts, too, about Arizona, just the access to recreation. Um, That's how it is here in Minnesota, too, that at least in the winter, we can get out and enjoy the snow (laughs) instead of just suffer through it. (laughs) Well, we'll have to stay in touch about the 529s for the kiddos, but do you have any other questions for me? I think that probably does it for us today. Yeah, I really appreciate um, both the original chance to come on the pod and then getting to do a follow-up with you. It's been a lot of fun, and and I hope it helps some other folks, you know, think about and 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 I know everyone's position is different. I think that it's easy to. 
I recognize how fortunate we are. I think when we talked last time, we talked about how when we first finished grad school, my husband made like 23,000 a year, you know, <laughs> you know, it was time, times were lean, <laughs> but I think, and I know that everyone has kind of a different circumstance, but I think that, you know, there's some real opportunity and, and, and just having that forethought and kind of thinking about what you, what you really want to be spending your time and your money on. And, and uh, it really does open up more opportunities for having a kind of lifestyle you want. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that from every podcast, you can always pull a little bit of information that hopefully is applicable to your own life. Yeah, yeah. even the, I, I've enjoyed your more recent ones about the fire movement, which I am not, I'm not a fire movement person, <laughs> but I appreciate it. I think there's always things that we can glean from other people's experiences or um, kind of what their, their goals are. So yeah, it's fun. I, I won't be joining them. I think I'll probably be. <laughs> it's not it's definitely not for everybody I was actually thinking about that the other day that some people it's like not interesting to them at all they're like happy with their career and happy to you know their plan is to work until they're 60 65 or what what have you and that's their goal and and that's what they want and yes it's really interesting because everyone's path and you know projected future path is different and I think that's, and that's, I think that now at least think, recognizing that's okay. <laughs> you know, I think that kind of finding that, that balance and also just like financial, financial stability and security, I think looks so different for each of us, right? Oh, yeah. And it's it looks- figuring out what that looks like for us and then, and then making it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Minnie, it was great to have you back on. I'm super excited you're having another kiddo. Uh, We wish you well, and thank you for doing the follow-up episode. For all of our lovely listeners, you can find our most up-to-date information on Instagram. You can follow us. We are Future Rich Podcast, and you can check us out online at www.futurerichpodcast.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.